0: Welcome to the Fix Your Sciatica podcast, where we meet with experts and clients and discuss how to manage your sciatica and low back pain without the use of medications or surgery. I'm your host, Dr. Ashley Mack, and I'm a physical therapist, as well as the founder of ifixyoursciatica.com, a go-to resource for pain management. As I've spent the past couple years working with people, dealing with sciatica pain, and seeing the challenges that clients face when trying to navigate the healthcare system and also even just managing their pharmaceuticals, I've become more in tune and aware about the importance of the use of plant-based medicines. And it's an entirely different uh, world out there. And It's so new to me. So I thought that today I actually am going to have uh, Angela Artolino, a professional who's all about plant-based medicine and is trained working with humans. She also has a podcast all about using these medications and these supplements uh, for dogs as well. And I myself am a dog lover, and I know that many of you listeners also have dogs of your own. So Angela, thank you so much for your time and being on today's episode.
1: You bet. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Pleasure is all mine. And so tell us a little bit more about yourself, your journey, and how you ended up to be in where you're at today.
1: You bet. Um, so in 2015, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. And I was already living a pretty natural, holistic lifestyle. Um, and I was prescribed Humira, which has already been linked to lymphoma. And that didn't interest me. So I started to look for the natural alternative like I always do for everything in my life and um, was introduced to cannabis. So I tried it and could not believe how it relieved my pain. Um, it also improved my stress and anxiety levels. It was, I, I, it saved my life and it changed my life so much that I needed to know more. I wanted to know a, how was it working, and B, why is this so hard to get? And at the time, this is 2015. I had to go to California to get it. And not only did I, as I learned, I'd come back with, you know, I can say it's now suitcases, or their pets had cancer or severe pain. You name it. So I'm a lot. I'm a lot happier now that I live in a legal state. <laughs> But um, that's when I discovered the medicine myself and I quickly became an advocate and I live in Florida and at the time it was not legal and I actually had, a, I was in a whole different business. I was in a publication business. I had a resource for families living naturally and holistically. So in a magazine, a very popular magazine. So I immediately went out and became an advocate the kid and got involved with a group called Canna Moms, who were literally treating their kids, cancer, seizures, you know, everything you can imagine disease wise with cannabis. So I just started reporting on their stories and then traveling the country and learning more. And then I'm like, I, this is ridiculous. It is inhumane to keep this medicine from us and our pets. So I sold my business and threw myself into the cannabis industry, having no idea (laughs) where I'd end up and learning everything, you know, from growing it to sourcing seeds to um, how it worked. And I became such a big advocate. I got invited from the University of Vermont School of Medicine to attend their inaugural class in the study of cannabis's um, biology and therapeutic uses. And that's where I learned everything. And where I learned animals had the same system as we do called the endocannabinoid system. And that's where I knew I wanted to focus on animals because I have a rescue farm where I take in old senior geriatric dogs with problems and farm animals. And I also have groom shops, very, very busy groom shops where we see like on a Friday and Saturday, 70 dogs a day. And I was witnessing that 80% of those dogs were suffering, you know, whether it was a skin, you know, issue, allergies, pain, so many dogs in pain. Um, My staff used to make fun of me because they used to call me dog Jesus because I literally walked through the shop and just be administering CBD to every dog I could tell was in pain. Just probably like how you can see people in pain. I can see dogs in vain. <laughs> wow. So um, I uh, when I learned that they had the endocannabinoid endocann- system also, that's when I decided to do it. The problem is, is when in 2016, when I went to go find a product for pets, I couldn't find one. I would find a human product that they would just slap a paw label on it. And, um, a lot of times those products had things in it that were dangerous for our pets, like flavorings, colorings, sweeteners, like xylitol will kill your dog. So, um, I decided that I needed to formulate and create, create products from what I learned, you know, how to extract it, where do those medicinal properties, compounds live? How do you keep them alive? What do you put in them to, what do you put it in to preserve it and make it more bioavailable? So I I learned all of that. So I partnered with the biochemist and we created, um, my line of products, which are tinctures and salves. Um, and they're all human grade. Um, and I take them myself for my own medicine. And what I did is, um, I, I know a lot about, about, uh, about 15 herbs, um, and they're called adaptogens. So I concentrate on adaptogens. And um, what adaptogens are, are a group of plants and mushrooms that have incredible medicinal properties. And literally, when you take them, they get into your body and adapt to what you need, which is usually stress of some sort. And when you put more than one together, they it's already been proven in research, they become much more powerful and synergistic. So it made sense to me to add other adaptogens into my tinctures. So, you know, I get to say now five, six years later, um, well, I actually created them in 2016 and I couldn't launch them until 2018 when the farm bill, you know, made hemp legal in all 50 states. But I was the only one, uh, you know, combining them. I'm now watching everyone in the industry copy me. (laughs) But it does. You could take a, you know, like a 500 milligram full spectrum hemp extract and compare it to one that is also 500 milligrams, but has like turmeric and frankincense in it. And you've just made it 10 times more powerful because of it, more synergistic because you put those compounds together. And what I'm learning is that adaptogens interact with the endocannabinoid system. Not exactly like cannabis does, but it interacts with it. And that's why these plants uh and mushrooms share some of the same compounds as cannabis does.
0: I love that. I think one of the there's as you said, over the past couple of years, this there's has been this shift in awareness of these amazing magical plants that grow from this earth that happen naturally, uh, which has properties that allows us to really heighten our, our well-being. And in, in your case, when you were dealing with rheumatoid arthritis, you were managing a lot of inflammation. And I love the fact that you brought up the endocannabinoid system, because it's such an important system that often gets overlooked. They don't talk about it in school. And I, I even know for myself, I, I, so I graduated in 2012. I had to get a couple of years of practice under my belt and then I had to actually actively search this information and it was funny cuz back in 2014 I think uh maybe 2014 2015 when you discovered cannabis that actually helped you there was a there was this meetup in Manhattan where where I used to live and it was like um it was a cannabis startup and I was really excited because I wanted to learn more about it, but I was concerned at the time because here was the only healthcare, healthcare professional. Am I just going to go into yeah. a room of a bunch of stoners? Right. And yeah. that was, that was kind of like the big, that was the stigma and what's really cool and coming out to California, being able to see the evolution and how people view these plant-based medicines and how it can actually help out specifically. And so we, we talked about the system. It's really, we um, it's not very well known, but it has a, a huge, profound impact. So for the listeners, can you tell us a little bit more about the endoid cannabinoid system and how that can actually influence just how we feel, feel and, and from a wellness standpoint?
1: Yeah, it kind of blows my mind because it is considered the master system in our body and it is in control of all of our other systems in our body. So it's not like you can fix your endocrine system without fixing your endocannabinoid system first. What's remarkable about dogs in particular is that there's already been research that's come out that says that they, that has proven that they have more receptors than we do. So they have like 10 times more receptors um, through their central nervous system, meaning that is why they're so sensitive to the medicine. So that's why they are so great on a full spectrum hemp extract, which only has like 0.03% THC when we need more THC. So it is that I think that's a remarkable thing. But the endocannabinoid system is responsible for every everything. So if you have a deficiency and you can have a deficiency at earth, at birth, I mean, not at earth, at birth, because you get some of your endocannabinoids from your mother's breast milk. So let's say you weren't breastfed or the dog, you know, wasn't breastfed, then you are literally a puppy or a baby with an endocannabinoid deficiency. The good thing is, is that there happens to be this plant called the cannabis plant that the system is ma- is named after because you take these phytocannabinoids that mimic our endocannabinoids and it fills those deficiencies. So that's why it doesn't make sense to so many people because they're like, how can it be good for all of these things? Well, first of all, it's number one action is to reduce inflammation throughout your body. So all disease is and most pain and discomfort is caused by inflammation of something. So that's why this one plant medicine can do so much because it immediately gets rid of pain and inflammation. It also supports your immune system. So if you need to ramp up your immune system, it does that. If it needs to calm it down, it'll do that. So to me, you know, I we have a board of advisors that are mostly holistic veterinarians, and we are always asking like, When is a good time to start? For instance, if I've got a Doberman who large breed dogs, it's like one in five large breed dogs is going to get osteosarcoma, which is a very aggressive and painful uh, bone cancer. If I know that that large breed dog is that prone to getting it, can I give it to him, start giving it to him as puppies as a preventative? You know, I'm thinking after six months, nine months, and all my vets came back and said, give it to them right, right at the beginning, one month old, start giving it to them. That's how much they have now watched and learned and saw how this effect has on it and can literally prevent disease. I've seen it. I've put cancer in remission four times already at my rescue farm, just little old me. And I'm no veterinarian. And that's funny what you said. Most doctors, doctors are not taught about this system. So when I got out of University of Vermont and then I come to Florida and we approve medical marijuana, nobody knows how to use it. So I spend most of my tr- my time traveling and educating doctors and veterinarians about the system, which is hilarious. I never thought I'd be doing that in my life, but it's pretty incredible. And it really does make sense when you think about... How many dogs, how many pets we see that a pharmaceutical drug just isn't helping? It's because it's treating the wrong thing. So a lot of times um, you'll find that it helps so many people that couldn't find relief from a pharmaceutical drug. And also let me remind you, every pharmaceutical drug is derived from something found in nature that works. You can't patent and make a billion dollars off something found in nature, marijuana, cannabis literally grows like a weed. That's why it's called weed. So they can't make billions off of that. So they take one compound out of that plant and and make a synthetic version or an isolate of it. And then that's what they patent and make billions of dollars off of. So, I mean, nobody can, can say to me that it doesn't help or work because not only have I done it for myself, but I've seen so many people and animals um, get relief from it.
0: We are going to take a quick break to tell you about our awesome new program called the Sciatica Protocol. If you don't have the time to see a professional, but are tired of trying to figure out this recovery on your own, then the Sciatica Protocol is for you. Harness the power of a knowledgeable physical therapist through your phone. It takes no more than seven minutes per day, and it is designed to help you recover as quickly as possible. It is simple to start and all you need to do is log into ifixyoursciatica.com forward slash the dash sciatica dash protocol and fill out the nine question quiz to begin. The link for the program is in today's show notes. Yeah, it's a really powerful uh, plant and compounded system and you brought up a very interesting point about the the use of say, plant-based medicines, adaptogens and stuff like that. the, the, that department versus the pharmaceuticals. And I often see this a lot when people are dealing with sciatica pain, because when you're dealing with sciatica pain, sciatica listeners, again, is, is a symptom of an irritate, an irritated sciatic nerve. And that sciatic nerve irritation could be a result of a couple of different things. It could be a herniated disc. It could be arthritis, It could be something that's actually pinching, or it might be nothing of those at all, because it could also be happening from a nervous system standpoint. And just like Angela said, when you are taking pharmaceuticals, they're kind of addressing say, like one specific problem at a time, as compared to say plant-based medicine, where you're able to really address multiple systems. Because if you're experiencing sciatica and you're given say something like a steroid, that steroid is used to reduce inflammation. Well, what if that pain that you're experiencing is actually not caused by inflammation? What if that pain was actually caused by nervous system sensitivity? And you'll have medications for that, but one of the challenges is like there there's so many medical um interactions with different between drugs and pharmaco- uh, pharmaceuticals. And it's outside the scope of my practice to be able to say, these are the medications that you're on. That's what a medical doctor's there for, but also being able to see. And as Angela said, the amazing properties in which you can combine adaptogens and plant-based uh, plant based medicines to actually have a huge impact. So um, we're already talking about it as is, but like when it comes to the the cannabis plant, um, I think there's a lot of misconceptions to its use and how it actually is helpful. So, um, what are some of the common misconceptions uh, and myths about using something like cannabis to be able to manage or use to to address stuff like pain, inflammation, stuff like that? What are some of those myths? Yeah,
1: let I love it. Let's just talk about pain, and I love what you just said, and you know when i when i was able to send cancer into remission and be able to completely control uh bone cancer pain i needed to know why i needed to know how and so i like what you just said because what i think people don't understand is that when th- there are five signaling pathways to pain for pain and what a pharmaceutical company will do is they're not going to make one drug to address those five signaling pathways, they make it address one signaling pathway. So something, a trend that a lot of our holistic veterinarians were seeing, and oh my gosh, I see all the time. And it also happens in human medicine is where your dog, I think my dog's in pain. So they prescribe a pain med and that pain med interacts with one of the pathways. It doesn't work. They come back in. I think he's still experiencing pain. They prescribe another one. That, that interacts with the different pathway. That doesn't really do the trick. Next thing you know, the dog's on five different drugs. Same thing happens on the human side where elderly patients are on like 13, 14 different pharmaceutical drugs. And like you said, they have no idea what the interaction is. They're all synthetic. The kidneys and liver are, are working on those... Synth- Synthetic things in your body, meaning they're not doing what they're supposed to do, supposed to, which is detoxing your body and getting rid of toxins. So they're literally working nonstop on these drugs. So you are you've killed your body's ability to fight off or your immune system's ability to do anything. What adaptogens do, they interact with all five of the pathways everything's natural, no side effects, nothing bad whatsoever. Same thing happens with cancer. Cancer has 12 signaling pathways. Same thing. The drugs, um, uh, immunotargeted, targeted targeted drugs, all these drugs are targeting one pathway instead of all 12. And guess what? If you want to combine these adaptogens and plant medicines with what you're taking go for it. It's only going to help. <laughs> it's not going to hurt. You can't say that the other way around.
0: <laughs> yeah. that's. So um, it's, it's, yeah.
1: I forgot what your question is. Did I answer it? I just knew I wanted to say that because I don't think people understand that all pharmaceutical drugs are derived by something that worked in nature and they just take it and alter it.
0: Yeah. I think, um, well, one, that was great to be able to share. I mean, yeah, the, the multiple pathways to pain. I think what a lot of people think that when they're in pain, that means that there's something damaged. And and this is what ends up being the problem because people will go to get their MRIs. MRIs don't say anything and they're a ton of pain. Or they're in a little bit of pain and their doctors are like, well, your, your back is like the worst thing I've ever seen. And all of a sudden we start to set off another alarm and another system that actually influences their pain. And then they're given medication after medication. So to be able to break that down. Um, so yeah. So if we're looking at people looking, if we're looking at people who are interested in investigating and in, say, you know, let's talk about cannabis specifically. I think that there's a lot of stigmas and a lot of myths and a lot of misconceptions about it. So, um, when when you're when you were communicating with your medical professionals and you were teaching them, what are some of the common uh, themes or misconceptions that they had, um, and and how did we dispel them?
1: Whew. doctors and veterinarians are scared to death of it. They think it's a schedule one you know, drug and that they're going to lose their license. So there is a lot of them that are scared to death of it. That has changed, but it, I can't believe it. Every single day, I will get a message from someone that says, my vet says THC is going to kill the dog and it's toxic you can google it and you'll see you know the same thing but you'll also see that garlic kills them and you know lavender essential oil and all that's bullshit also but it um i think that's their biggest concern is legality um i find that the integrative functional doctors those that can like yourself that have continued to educate themselves that got out of school and went, I didn't learn anything about diet and nutrition or natural or anything like that. Um, you know, those of you that have continued to educate yourselves and thank you for doing that, um, uh, know, are more open to it and more open to try it. Problem is it's an unregulated market. So nine times out of 10, you're going to get a product that has no CBD or no cannabinoids in it whatsoever. Or it's a broad spectrum product where it's over processed and they try to take the THC out of it and you can't like you literally CBD won't bind to a CB1 receptor without THC. So a broad spectrum product is not going to help you necessarily with cancer or pain. So it's very important to make sure it's a full spectrum. And, you know, it's not regulated. So making sure that those products are, have a certificate of analysis, proving what they have in that bottle and what's not in that bottle, both uh, hemp and mushrooms are both bioaccumulators. So they suck everything out of the air and earth and you have, they have to be grown organically and in the right conditions. Mushrooms, even worse, I can't even believe what's happening with mushrooms, mushrooms, you know, we already have drugs in Japan, anti-cancer drugs in, J- in Japan that are made out of PSK and PSP, which are compounds found in the turkey tail mushrooms. But most products on the market are sub uh, like a rice or grain substrate that they inoculated with the spores and the mushroom pops its head up and they take that whole thing, grind it up and put it in a capsule or in a packet that doesn't have any medicinal properties. Nothing has been extracted. So a lot of times they're not extracting these compounds out of the flower of the hemp plant or the lavender plant, you know, or out of the fruiting body of the mushrooms, which is where all of those good beta-glucans and triterpenoids live that, that do kill cancer, you know, that do... Lion's mane, you know, has... Regenerates neurons in our brains. You know, it regrows our telomeres. It's amazing. I don't know anything else natural, you know, that does that. I don't think there's anything that does that. So, combine that with hemp, and you really are helping an aging person or animal.
0: Yeah. So you bring up this very interesting concept and very important concept when this uh, when it comes to regulation. And so. I think from what I've read, like regulation, like the pharmaceutical industry is regulated, but also it's kind of like who has the most amount of money, right? You Absolutely. Have a lot of money to do that and you have these studies funded by this. And so. And the
1: same thing happens in the animal realm, but even worse. Like wow. it, the FDA literally has a section because they can't get to it and animals don't matter. So they literally have something called not approved, but legally can market it. So. You just get that and then you just put out a product. And guess what? If your product does, for some reason, get pulled from the FDA because of one of its ingredients, they just change it and put it right back out. So it's, I agree with you. The FDA isn't something that we can trust. And we, the hemp industry has been begging the FDA. It's done everything that you could possibly think of to get the FDA to regulate it because those of us who are doing it right, we don't want it to get a bad name imagine all the people who were scared and then went out and tried a product and it didn't do anything or they got sick or you know whatever it is because it wasn't a pure regulated product
0: so then, when it comes to regulate, I mean, with without the regulation, there's going to be a lack of consistency. You're going to have companies who are actually going to end up creating these, we'll say, low quality products.
1: Worse, so, worse. One company One- makes wow. all of it and private and white labels it to wow. anybody and everybody who wants it.
0: Interesting. And so going through this, right? When we we spent the past. Uh, say 30 minutes talking about the benefits and how adaptogens and cannabis can actually help the body heal and get well through the endocannabinoid cannabinoid system um, and, <laughs> and, and, and is providing like a good natural way for us to heal and get better. But how do we end up, how can we, and I think you talked about this, but how can we navigate that unregulated Realm. How can we? Ma- how can we know that what we're putting in our bodies is actually exactly what it is? Um, especially in a world where anyone, like yeah, you have this one company that kind of white labels it and and all. So, what are some of those things that we need to look for that helps Good us understand? Question. Okay, what we're getting getting the real thing.
1: Well, those of you that live in California and Colorado and Nevada and places like that really do have a lot of amazing sources resources and people you know there that are experts in the in the realm um so find that expert or find that brand and the first thing that you're going to do is l- look for that certificate of analysis so, so this is a one of my products my this is my formula that has the full spectrum in the turmeric and frankincense, and it has a QR code on it. And on the bottom of the bottle has a batch number carved into the bottle. So you scan this with your phone, it takes you to this product's certificate of analysis or COA. And what that COA shows you is you want to make sure it's a full spectrum hemp product, full spectrum extract. So you're going to see the major cannabinoids and you'll see a little blip or percentage. You want to make sure, sure that THC is showing up on there, which means usually will mean or prove that it is a full spectrum product. And then like page two and three is uh, showing you what's not in that bottle. So we test for heavy metals, uh, herbicides, pesticides, um, sometimes solvents people use. We use, we do our, like I said, our products are human grade. So we use supercritical CO2 extraction to extract Extract the medicinal compounds out of the flour without damaging any of them. And then we put them right into the MCT oil to help with bioavailability bioavailability, and preservation of the of those extracts. Um, most don't do that. So that is probably the most important thing. Make sure it's grown under the farm bill. If it's grown under the farm bill, which I can't imagine it's not, meaning the guy that's making tinctures in his garage a lot of times those are really good things however <laughs> you don't know what else contaminants are in that person's thing so buy it from someone who is who is under the farm bill which means it's grown organic and at least the growing part of it is um regulated it's the manufacturing bottling and selling part that is completely unregulated so you have to do your homework you're not going to find a full spectrum hemp extract on amazon don't buy it on amazon you got to find a brand and a person, and an expert. Why did they create it? Who 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 are these people? What What is it that they know? And there are, there's even doctors and veterinarians who see that they could make big money on this and have jumped on the bandwagon. Some of them are legit and the best and some are not. My favorite website um, for humans is called projectcbd.org. And it is a wealth of information. Um, they recommend uh, brands. Um, and all everybody, one of my favorite human doctors is, uh, I think it's Dustin Sulak, but he's all over Project CBD. So you'll be able to find him. There's incredible people in the industry on the human side are doing good things. But most of them are out to make a lot of money. So be sure to do your homework and look for those people.
0: All right. Yeah. Being able to research, figure out, are they really doing what they're supposed to be doing or is it just like a really nice sales page? Um, I think that's uh, that's especially in a world where everyone is trying to uh, say, like, make a quick buck. Right. It's really for people to say, hey, check out this thing. This is going to be the coolest, but then try to take a look and saying, okay, well, what's the track record? Um, if I am going to be ingesting something, what is actually going into my body? And I know that especially with heavy metals, um, I became even more aware about the use of heavy metals when I was starting to take a bunch of protein powders. And I went down this entire rabbit hole and realized the protein powder that I was taking was actually filled with heavy metals. And so I had to really take a step back and make those changes Angela I think it's really important for people to to understand that they're they they don't necessarily all they don't have to be uh, funneled into just one specific treatment there's so many different alternatives that are out there and I think what's really interesting is that if you look at say plant-based medicine right it's classified under what they call alternative medicine and uh, It's the other
1: way around yeah. this is the original
0: yeah. And I think it's really interesting and especially living out here in California where you have access to a lot of really good quality products. It's exciting to see over like what the next even two to three years will look like when it comes to the access, but also hopefully the quality as, as this starts to grow in practice. And it's exciting to have people like you who see the value and reintroducing this to the world and how this can actually help people. Because I've definitely seen on my end, how plant-based alternatives um, have been extremely helpful. And you'll see it even across a a lot of the large uh, medical communities, the ones on social media, they're talking about, okay, cannabis can be really helpful, mushrooms and adaptogens. And it's really exciting to see that because um, yeah, oftentimes people will say, I've been taking so much medication. It's not working. And then we have to figure out, okay, well, what are the next steps and listeners out there? I want you to know that, when you are dealing with this pain that you're going through, that there is hope. Don't ever stop searching for an answer. As you see, you have someone like Angela, who was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, which is a very inflammatory disease. And she was able to change her entire life by doing the research and trying to figure it out. And just like you listeners out there, listening to this episode, you are doing your research. And so don't ever be satisfied with... Having to say, this is just going to be what life is going to be like, because you do have the opportunity to break free from this pain cycle. You have people like Angela, who's creating amazing products. You have people like myself and all that other health Do patients.
1: you think I'd ever just, I'm just a regular old person. I never thought I would be training doctors. So understand that doctors don't have all the answers. You need to go in. I just had this journey with my own health. You know, I went to see my holistic doctor about hormones and she's like, okay, we're going to test them. She goes, okay, I'm going to send you, we're going to get a blood test. I go, that's not the best way to test hormones. So I knew before I went in there, what I, I did my research and looked into, and then I'm going to take her information and go, yes, and ask questions, but it's always good to educate yourself. It's your health. It's your pet's health, your kid's health. You're the one who can keep those Chemicals and toxins out of your home and body. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> no,
0: it's fine. I love it. Which then brings up to the big point is the fact that I encourage you all to be your own advocate. Yeah. Be trust your help, gut. Trust your gut. If something isn't working, tell them. I recently had a, an interaction with a client of mine who was saying, "Ashley, why are you asking me all these questions? Like, why? Why is this? Why is this so important to you?" And I said. I need to ask you all these questions, get all this information in order for me to do my job correctly. I'm taking the time out of my day. Well, not just my day, but I'm taking the time within our session to be able to make sure that we are getting the best information as possible. And it might take a couple of sessions, but it is important for us to be able to say, is this working? And again, you are your biggest advocate. Make sure that you are speaking up for yourself and that there are people who are there to help you. But again, we can't help you if we don't know that, if we don't know what you know if we don't know what you're experiencing. And so Angela, this has been a pleasure and I you know we could talk all day about all I this know. stuff because you know <laughs> we're huge fans and uh you know we're on opposite coasts and we we share a lot of the same values which is really really great. Um I'm sure that a lot of a lot of listeners are trying to figure out okay I'm thinking about maybe getting involved and in plant-based, maybe even looking into the cannabis stuff. So if you're looking at, say, if, if there were like two big action steps that they can take to even just start on this journey, what would those two action steps be?
1: You mean to get into the industry or, 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 um, um, learn, or learn more as, about as, it for themselves? Like a
0: consumer, um, like a person who is like, oh, I I'm considering cannabis. I'm considering plant-based medicine, but I don't know where to start. Where, where, where could they start?
1: Well, if you're in a legal, um, a legal state, one of my favorite things to do is to go to a conference. You know, make sure it's not a get high conference and that it's one that focuses on medical, because then you're going to be surrounded by people who've tried it, used it. You're going to listen to people speak and talk, talk about it. It's a wonderful way to be immersed into what you know what it is. Doesn't necessarily mean everyone at that conference is going to be selling a, a good product that most conferences won't vet the products beforehand. So it's not necessarily where you want to go for that. But projectcbd.org, like I said, is my favorite. Leafly.com is also great. Um, there's so many podcasts out there um, that, you know, you literally can type in cannabis podcast and then literally look through, You could put in your literally cannabis and, you know, Parkinson's disease and probably find a ton of uh, subject matter. It's all out there. And once you expose yourself to it, you're going to realize that this isn't something that's going to be in the shadows because more and more people are finding relief. They're finding a cure. They're putting cancer and all these diseases into remission themselves. There's literally a product called RSO from a Californian who was a hemp farmer who got skin cancer and literally crushed up the flower and rubbed it on his you know arm and cured his skin cancer and it's Rick Simpson oil. So, you know, it's been going on. The other thing I love to bring up. Do you know who owns the uh, US patent for cannabinoids as a neuroprotectant and antioxidants? The who? United States government. Wow. So if that doesn't tell you everything, <laughs> so it's pretty crazy to think how it's being kept. And it just makes me go every t- time, every time someone contacts me or do a consultation and they go, look, my dog's taking this and it's not working Uh, he's got this disease. I'm not a doctor, so I literally Google the disease and the disease is the inflammation of the pancreas or the kidney or whatever it is. And I know that I'm gonna be able to bring them relief because I know I'm gonna at least reduce that pain and inflammation. And then God knows what else it's gonna help. You can find pieces of research on everything now because now that it's opened up, Israel, Italy are are some of the leaders in, in in the research, and it's unbelievable what they're finding. It's really awesome. Wow!
0: Uh, yeah, there's so much information out there, folks. And so the first thing that you can do is go to those uh, two websites, which I'll actually put the link into the show notes um, for this episode. And Angela, thank you so much for your time. I know that you're busy being able to you know, educate doctors and then have your own businesses as well. Uh, and you're also consulting with people. So for the folks who are listening, they're like, you know what? I want to hear a little bit more about Angela um, and, and what she does. What's the best way to to find your information, get in touch, ask any questions?
1: You bet. My website, Angela, my name, AngelaArdelino.com. And my podcast is called Your Natural Dog, and you can find it. And you can hear you as a guest who we're going to talk about A sciatica pain in dogs.
0: I love it. Awesome, Angela. Thank you for being part of today's episode. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you got some help from today's podcast. And for more info, check us out at ifixyoursciatica.com. Have a fantastic and pain-free day. No patient-therapist relationship is formed by listening to this podcast. We are not providing medical advice, and all information should be confirmed by a medical provider.
1: When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com podcast. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.